right, glad you're with us. Uh, We have so much information that it's going to take us all three hours to get it out today. Uh, We have the president's attorney, Jay Sekulow. He raises great points uh, earlier today that I'm going to hit really hard. John Solomon, yes, he's doing a deep, deep dive over 400 documents that he has that blows the entire story out of the water. I want to start and I'm going to say one other thing. I know some of you feel like you're angry that here we go again. You see this for what it is. For any person that's got a brain in their head, you know, to, to be a liberal Democrat, extreme radical socialist today, you have to suspend any fidelity to truth, to honesty, to to common sense and reason. It must be eliminated because in their world, the invasion of the body snatchers world they're living in up is down, down is up, uh, down is up, you know, black is white, white is black, green is purple, purple is green. That's, that's the world they live in because the great irony once again is every single solitary thing that the corrupt mob and the media. Oh, and they speak with one voice. They are corrupt. They are corrupt beyond anything I've ever seen. You know, oh, no, no, that's been debunked. Oh, this whole issue. No, that story's no, that. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. No, that's not a bit. That's been disproven. None of that is true. Just the opposite. Everything is now opening up to us. And the favor is, is, well, yeah, the Politico was right in January of 2017, a rare occasion where the mob and the media got something right. And they actually said Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. We're going to get into that. Then we've got the Grassley-Johnson letter, and they are demanding information from the attorney general about the, quote, brazen efforts by the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on then-candidate Trump. Well, I thought the media cared about some of these issues. Apparently, they don't. We also have this new evidence. It's called the picture. It looks like sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe lied about knowing anything about his son's business dealings with the Ukrainian gas company that was under investigation that was paying his son a fortune, Burisma Holdings, And uh, yeah, he was picture of them golfing in the year, the summer of 2014. Well, that's the year where earlier in the year he had been given charge of Ukraine by President Obama. And right after that, it was his son, Hunter, who was involved in the Burisma holding, you know, advisory, but didn't have any experience. Um. But know something, too, that, you know, why is there this rush, this this flurry, this madness, this release of, of you know, transcripts, which is unprecedented against the president? They're, they're doing great harm, by the way, to the country. They are handcuffing any president's ability to fulfill his role as commander in chief if he can't talk freely and openly with world leaders about important issues. You know, like tell Vladimir more flexibility after the election. You know, back channeling in that case. I'd love to know what happened in, in that particular case or 
You know, I'd love to get the transcripts of Obama and the Iranian mullahs, the people he made the deal with to pay him $150 billion in cash and other currency and got nothing in return. I'd like to know or hear the and read the transcripts of Sleepy Creepy Crazy Uncle Joe 30330 and his calls with Ukraine once he took control in 2014. I'd do anything if I could get a transcript of what was said on that golf trip with his son, uh, uh, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, his partner. They were both getting huge amounts of money, no experience in gas, oil, energy uh, or that or Ukraine in any way. But I want you to just keep this in the back of your head that even even the corrupt Carl Bernstein kind of dropped a bombshell about William Barr, the attorney general. Um, and he was involved in Watergate. He's a never Trumper, hates Donald Trump. Uh, he lies constantly on fake news, CNN, but that's par for the course every day. And he says, quote, Barr is trying to deliver. And I have this, as do other reporters from other sources, trying to deliver evidence that perhaps this all has that this has all been a deep state conspiracy like the president has been alleging. In the recent whistleblower complaint, like the fault-ridden steel dossier before it, have been accused of being nothing more than part of the leftist establishment's plot to get rid of a duly elected president. You got to understand that is at the that is at the heart and soul of all of this. There's a reason, you know, six ways in Sunday, say what you will about Chuck Schumer. And I don't particularly like the guy, but I think there's a certain amount of truth that he uttered and fell upon when he said, yeah, they'll get you six ways in Sunday. Don't mess with the intel community. And that's why you there is a reason. The Daily Caller is pointing out that the AG is ramping up his probe of the CIA and the FBI activities in 2016. Now, that brings us to where I kind of want to go here. There is a re the president has, you know, certain constitutional duties and authorities as president. And he has an oath that he is to uphold. And that oath is pretty clear. What is the oath? That oath would be to, you know, be the commander in chief, faithfully execute the law. What is that? Faithfully execute the law. Hmm. Now we happen to have agreements. This is, deals with both aspects of a part of a president's duties under Article Two, and that would be commander in chief and to faithfully execute the law of the land. Which, by the way, liberals they just shun that. Look at how they treat. For example, immigration laws, they just aid and abet lawbreakers and they defy and break the law themselves in the process. Nobody seems to care about the rule of law then. But Article 2, Section 3 of the Constitution of the United States and the president's oath requires the president to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. That's known as the Take Care Clause, which requ requires the president to enforce all constitutionally valid acts of Congress, regardless of his own view of a particular policy. If he doesn't like it, well, the legislative branch would then have to change it. What liberals want to stack the courts is they want to bypass and let judges dictate fiat from the bench and legislate from the bench. But under Article 2, a president relevant Supreme Court precedents must follow statutory mandates. Well, we also, did you know that we have cooperation agreements with Ukraine, Australia, Italy and Great Britain. Now, why would the president be asking? Well, why really? It wasn't even the president. 
Why did Attorney General Barr, uh, why was he contacting these countries? Because of part of Operation Crossfire Hurricane, counterintelligence investigation that had to be started by then President Obama. Well, we now are looking into the abuse of the intel community. In other words, the powerful tools of intelligence turned on the American people. And, of course, the investigation, as we've been telling you, has taken a road down into friendly allied countries like Italy and Great Britain and Australia. Because those countries, yeah, they may have been outsourced intelligence gathering that would otherwise be illegal by our own intel community to circumvent the laws and the constitutional protections of American citizens. They thought they were being clever. That is being investigated. And by the way, the DOJ official telling Fox News it was the attorney general who asked that introductions be made to foreign countries, which may have information pertinent to John Durham's probe. Stay tuned. Tick tock. It's all coming eventually. You got to understand here that there is a quickening because everybody knows it's coming. They know that Hannity's been right. Solomon's been right. Jarrett has been right. Levin, Limbaugh's been right. And a few of us. I'm not mentioning everybody, so forgive me if I didn't. So that's the president's duty. That is part of our cooperation agreement for prosecuting crimes and assisting in such. Now, that is a direct duty of the president. It was a sworn oath to do so. That is why the president would be absolutely right. That's why we need to get to the bottom of all the corruption. Now, what's fascinating, we got two fronts we're following that are vitally important. Well, actually, a number of fronts. Number one, we'll get to the Joe Biden knowing about his son's business dealings with Ukraine. We'll get to that. We have a timeline that the NRO did, I think, is stellar. I'll get to that today. But I want you to understand, now that we have the, the now that we know this, Senator Grassley had sent the Department of Justice a letter in July of 2017. Quote, it highlighted, and Ron Johnson also of Wisconsin, highlighting the uh, brazen efforts of DN, the DNC committee and Hillary Clinton and her campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on then-candidate Trump in order to undermine his campaign. The letter also highlighted news that during the 2016 presidential election, Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Donald Trump and did so by disseminating documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggesting that they were investigating the matter. Ukrainian officials also helped Clinton's allies. Now, all these intellectually dishonest people in the mob and the media, okay, you would think they cared so much about potential foreign interference in our elections. Well, we found the January 11, 2017 Politico piece. I know even a blind squirrel gets lucky once in a while. They fell upon the truth. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. This is right after the election. Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with the president elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. Wow. Now, what they did is Ukrainian government officials, I'm reading from Politico, tried to help Hillary Clinton undermine Donald Trump 
by strictly questioning his fitness for office, publicly questioning it. They also disseminated documents implicating a top top Trump aide in corruption. And they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. Oopsie daisy. They bet on the wrong horse. And they helped Clinton allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors. In other words, the very thing they claim that Donald Trump did, they did. A Ukrainian-American operative who was consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump and top campaign aide aid Manafort and Russia, according to people with knowledge. Now, listen to this line. The Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race helping to force Manafort's resignation, advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the East, Russia. Oh, you mean they actually did what they thought was so bad? That's why if you want to be a radical media mob member, if you want to be part of the corrupt institutions that that are known as the Democratic Radical Extreme Socialist Party, you have to literally disconnect from any sense of truth, reality, common sense, and all reason. And on top of it all, you got to be willing to lie to advance your political agenda. Now, we've got chapter and verse. Yes, more information on how it is the, the background. Now that we have a picture of Joe and this guy, Archer, um, and let's see, Hunter Biden and a Barisma Holdings guy, an oil guy, a Ukrainian. I guess the pre- I guess then Joe Biden lied to us, not saying he didn't know anything about these things with his son, his business dealings with Ukraine. That would be a lie. Hey, so we're going to expose all of this. Somebody's got to. I'm telling you, they've done us a favor here because now we get to get to the truth. Now, whether they like it or not, the truth is going to be gotten hopefully sooner than later all right now uh maxine waters we got a great montage we'll play at the bottom of the hour now she wants to up the ante and send donald trump to to prison i'm calling on the gop to stop trump's filthy talk of whistleblowers being spies blah 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 using mob language well the media mob maxine waters you got to get it right it's claiming my time impeach 45 oh we have a great montage anyway he needs to be imprisoned and placed in solitary confinement but for now impeachment is the imperative okay barney frank accuses trump of murder one of the panelists on bill maher's show anyway dismissed previous reasons for impeaching trump as he focused on the ukrainian uh, ukraine phone call i almost got the feeling it was like trying al capone for tax evasion now we got a transcript of the phone call. There's nothing in the phone call. Nothing is in the phone call. Nothing. Well, the whistleblower, we got to predict the whistleblower who never heard the phone call and got it second or third hand. This whole thing. But when we come back, now that we've blown out of the water that, well, yeah, Ukraine is admitted to helping Hillary Clinton's campaign. And we got DNC operatives that were digging dirt on Trump with the help of Ukraine. Now we're going to now we will debunk the Hunter Joe Biden nexus lie because we got a photo. The summer of 2014, that important year, that would be Joe and Hunter Biden and Devin Archer playing golf with a Ukraine gas company executive. 
And uh, and Joe said he never knew. He knew. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. All right, uh, we do have a, a new partner in Nine Line that we're yes, we really do. excited about. And uh, Linda, you want to tell everyone? Yeah, just a real quick heads up, everybody. I know for a long time, a lot of people have been asking where can we get, you know, hand any merchandise and things like that. And we hemmed and hawed about it. And we've decided that if we are going to do it, we're going to do it where we give back. So we're doing it with a veteran-owned and operated company, our friends at Nine Line, and they're doing a great job. So we've got some great stuff on Hannity.com, the Hannity.com store. You click it right at the top and check it out, and a portion of the proceeds goes to charity. So there you go. It's awesome. And you did all the work on this. You really did heavy lifting. Yeah, everybody. I love what, what we put up there. Uh, so anyway, it's on Hannity.com. We've been building out Hannity.com. It's really become a massive website now. We're get really news, very get proud of shirts, that. Get whatever you need. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to I wanna just highlight what I just pointed out to you. That we have a Politico article, and very few in the media want to deal with this, because the lying members of the media mob, they have... They have talked about the urgency and importance, and we can't allow our electoral process to be impacted by outside countries. Now, they didn't seem to care when Obama was sabotaging Prime Minister Netanyahu in an election when he was president. They didn't care about that. And they didn't care about Hillary's dirty Russian dossier. Hypocritical there, too. And what the New York Times now refers to as likely Russian disinformation from the get go. Well, I just read to you part of Senator Grassley and Johnson's letter to the attorney general and about these brazen efforts by the DNC and Hillary Clinton and her campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on Donald Trump in order to undermine the campaign. Then they go into what was reported in the Politico just before Donald Trump was sworn into office in January, January 11th, specifically 2017. And that is the Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump and how Kiev officials were scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. Talks about a DNC operative uh, meeting with Ukrainian officials in an effort to expose ties between Trump and Manafort and Russia. Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the 2016 race, helping to force Manafort's resignation. In other words, the very thing that we were supposed to be all worked up about with Trump-Russia collusion. The only one that colluded was Hillary Clinton. Now we see the DNC and the Clinton campaign. Well, the Ukrainians were working, you know, and Ukrainian officials were helping Hillary and undermining Trump, even publicly questioning his fitness for office and all these other nefarious things. Well, now we have senators that want to get to the bottom of it. And we have this other side of it. And that is, let's play the media saying, oh, there's no evidence. So no, this is a conspiracy theory. Oh, no, no, no. There's absolutely no. It's been debunked as it relates to Joe Biden, who we have on tape shaking down the Ukraine government, uh, insisting a prosecutor be fired in six hours. Or, oh, you're not getting the money. I give you six hours. I'm taking my money home and use that money. Now we know why, because his son, who didn't have any experience in Ukraine at all, no expertise, no expertise in gas, oil or energy. He's getting paid massive amounts of money. Him and his partner, Devin Archer and Devin Archer and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And now a Ukraine gas company, Burisma holding exec. 
right after Biden took over Ukraine, right after his son made this multi-million dollar deal. He has no area of expertise at all. Uh, Yeah, they're all playing golf right after this all goes down. Now, that contradicts what sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe said. Oh, I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Well, why was he playing golf with the Ukraine gas company executive? Why with his son and his son's partner who were getting millions when they had no experience in this business? Anyway, then we then we now understand the shakedown. But if you listen to your mob, lying media mob people, they have zero fidelity to truth anymore. Zero. They spent two and a half years lying, pushing, advancing conspiracy theories, all for the sake of taking down President Trump. The only difference between this and Ukraine is, well, it's boomeranging much faster. And the only thing that I say is good out of this is they did us a favor and the favors they exposed it. But again, the media, they're pushing. There was nothing in this transcript of Trump. Nothing. That there was no quid pro quo. It was a friendly, normal conversation. There are two big issues that we need to get to the bottom of with this. though. one is how many more deep state operative leaks are going to occur Uh, which compromises any president's ability to be a good commander in chief and speak privately to, to foreign leaders about issues that matter to national security, because that is what's going to be lost in this. And then if deep state operatives probably anticipating what's coming from the Durham report, the Horowitz report and the investigation, probably scared to death because this now is getting deep into You know, as the Daily Caller says, A.G. Barr is ramping up his probe of the CIA and FBI activities in 2016. In other words, everything we've been telling you about. Again, we're just now waiting for their conclusions. The work is done. Even Carl Bernstein says it's going to be bad. Barr, you know, we other reporters know, too. It's going to deliver evidence that perhaps this has all been the deep state conspiracy like Trump has been alleging. Well, it has been. Anyway, so just but, you know, the media mob, no intellectual curiosity. They have no fidelity to truth. They have suspended any common sense they might have been born with and any ability even to reason with the minds that they were given. Listen. The president took every opportunity to spread unsubstantiated claims and attack his political enemies. Trump is referring to unfounded allegations that as vice president, Biden tried to protect his son by stopping an investigation into the Ukrainian company that his son worked for. Biden and his son have denied all wrongdoing and there is no evidence of any. And there's no evidence either Biden did anything wrong. But there's been no evidence of any wrongdoing. But there's there has been he uncovered no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing. By Biden, Rudy Giuliani claims without proof, unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, unfounded, unfounded accusations against Biden. Hunter Biden did not violate anything. And there's no evidence Biden did anything wrong. And the president say talked about Joe Biden corruption. Of course, there's no evidence on the record that Joe Biden acted in a corrupt way at all. No evidence at all. The president's out there repeating it. And so is his attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Imagine if this was Don Jr., How would the mob be reacting if it was Don Jr.? We all know they'd be going nuts. 
They'd be doing backflips. They'd be demanding he get investigated and go to jail. Now, they can say that there's no evidence, but these are the facts as we know them. That If you want to look at the timeline, I'll give a more detailed one when I can. You want to look at the timeline in 2014, what do we have? Well, we have Joe Biden is then put in charge of Ukraine by President Obama. The early part of the year. In April of 2014, Hunter Biden joins the board of Burisma Holdings. Here is the evidence that we know we can't find any evidence, in fact, that he had any Ukrainian experience. Why would the Ukraine, uh, why would a Ukraine gas company, Burisma Holdings, be paying, well, millions of dollars to Devin Archer and Hunter Biden if they have no experience in energy, gas, or no experience with Ukraine? And that's pretty interesting because less than, you know, Hunter Biden's firm, we have the China deal, too, which will happen before all this. Anyway, so they're getting paid reports varying, but at least $50 a month. Now we have a picture of Devin Archer, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and yes, a Burisma oil executive playing golf after all this went down. Now, here's what it gets interesting, because Biden has been claiming that I don't know anything about this at all. We know that Hunter Biden's uncle, James Biden, when Hunter and James, Joe's brother, purchased the hedge fund Paradigm Global Advisors. Well, James Biden declared to his employees on day one, don't worry about investors. We got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. By the way, Joe Biden is months away from becoming the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and launching his second bid for president. According to the executive, James Biden made it clear that he viewed the fund as a way to take money from rich foreigners who could not legally give money to his older brother or his campaign account. We've got investors lined up in a line of 747s filled with cash ready to invest in this company. An unnamed executive who spoke to Political charged the purchase of the fund was designed to work around campaign finance laws. And that would seem like a statement that is pretty bad. Up until then, Hunter Biden had been employed as a consultant of some bank, you know, with a hundred thousand dollar a year retainer. Bank hired him fresh out of law school, less than two years, promoted him to senior vice president. Anyway, putting all that aside, you could look at all the money and you got the China deal, which I've I've explained in detail. That's Hunter Biden flying with his dad. Now, this we're going to say this, by the way, you got to go back to the time he's sworn in as president. And then by the year, what year was it? 20? Oh, here it is. 2011, 2010, 2011. Rosemont Seneca takes off like a rocket and is able to secure meetings with wealthy, wealthy Chinese investors. This was from Peter Schweitzer's book, Secret Empires, How the American Political Class Hides Their Corruption and Enriches Family and Friends. Less than a year after opening Rosemont Seneca's doors, Hunter Biden, Devin Archer in China, having secured access to the highest levels. Now, by the way, the Thornton Group and account of the meeting is that the Chinese language website, Chinese executives extended their warm welcome to the Thornton Group with its U.S. partner, Rosemont Seneca chairman Hunter Biden. And then the purpose of the meeting was to explore the possibility of commercial cooperation and opportunity. Well, he also flew on Air Force Two with his dad. And then right after that, he got the billion and a half dollar contract in that case. Now, if you go to 2014, okay, 
That's when we get Hunter Biden joining the board of Burisma Holdings. That's the that's right after Barack Obama put Biden in charge of Ukraine. And then Jay Carney responded to a question about Hunter Biden joining the board. I refer you to the vice president's office. I saw those reports. You know, Hunter Biden and other members of the Biden family are probably private citizens, which is true. OK, then what area of expertise did he bring to the table? Doesn't know anything about Ukraine. We have no knowledge of any experience in Ukraine. No knowledge of gas, oil, energy. Why were they paying him? Is he have? Let's see. We have great big companies in New York like, oh, Goldman Sachs. All these private equity companies, bank capital, you know, huge companies. And the Bank of China decides two weeks after Vice President Joe Biden takes his son on a trip that the Bank of China is going to enlist the services of, let's see, uh, Joe Biden's son and his friend Devin Archer. And let's see. Oh, that's right. Whitey Bulger's nephew. Okay. And then the and then it gets then things begin to go south in the Ukrainian deal. What goes south there? All of a sudden, the prosecutor saying uh, this is a corrupt company and I'm investigating Burisma Holdings and this relationship with the vice president's son. And then the New York Times tells Joe Biden that, yeah, they're investigating your son. And the vice president's office says, well, that's not for us to deal with. That's his blah, 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 separate and apart. But then he started making phone calls. And that's been reported and on the record, too. And then all of a sudden he holds back the billion dollars and brags about it in a story that he probably shouldn't have told at the Council on Foreign Relations. Going to lay all of this out tonight on Hannity. But I am telling you is that if this was Don Jr. or Eric Trump, heck, if it was Baron Trump, you know, uh, Baron Trump had about as much experience in energy, gas, oil, uh, and private equity, it seems, as Hunter Biden. I mean, you know what the media would be doing. They wouldn't be covering for Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. had a meeting. Trump Tower, how much did we hear about that? So where are we with all of this? The president's Now, I don't care what a whistleblower that didn't hear the conversation has to say. We have the transcript. The president did and said nothing wrong. But they want to like, okay, we'll impeach him over this and we're not going to use a special counsel and get disappointed again. All right. So here we are. Now I'm going to tell you what's happening. This is now a favor again, that the mob has ultimately done for us. This is a favor because it's once again boomeranging back on their heads. And now we can look into how Hillary Clinton's campaign in the DNC, yes, they colluded with Ukraine in an effort to get dirt on Donald Trump and his campaign, the very thing they were all worked up about for such a long time. Then we're going to get to the story about how, yes, there was a shakedown with taxpayer money for the purpose of getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired by then Vice President Biden because of the money that his son was getting in this deal with that company. It's pretty straightforward. And if it was Donald Trump Jr., you know and I know the media wouldn't be saying what they're saying. I will fight every day until he is impeached Trump now sits 
at the threshold of impeachment. We are introducing articles of impeachment to remove President Trump from office. Given the events of today, the likelihood of impeachment, I'm not saying it's high necessarily, but it certainly went up. The Constitution could not be any clearer. Impeachment is the appropriate remedy. We're going to go in there, we're going to impeach them. I have called on the House to initiate impeachment proceedings. He told us enough to interpret what he said as a referral for impeachment proceedings. It's time for us to impeach this president. We are considering what to do about it, including the possible voting of the articles of impeachment. There should be an impeachment inquiry opened. Uh, there it is, the media mob. Once again, it is, oh, let's impeach. We're going to impeach for this. Now we'll impeach for that. Let's impeach him just because he was elected. We'll impeach him because we don't like him. When any objective discerning human being actually looks at what is in the transcript and when the president, remember, they had just talked about how this president is doing more for Ukraine than Merkel and Macron and the European Union. And they're not being the partner that they should be, which is not new news. And that when as far as the defense issues, basically it was the new president, Zelensky, thanking Donald Trump for his support in the area of defense. And, uh, and we're going to continue to cooperate. Uh, on and on, and they're even apparently planning to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. That was it. Now, we also have this other fact that doesn't seem to matter to many people, which is, oh, they never knew that the appropriations had ever been delayed way before the phone call and not till long after the phone call and nothing. There was no quid pro quo mentioned. There was no quid pro quo in the background. Nothing. And it doesn't seem to matter that the Ukrainians not only felt no pressure, but a great relationship with the U.S. Uh, Joining us now, he is the chief counsel, American Center for Law and Justice. He's also the counsel to the president. Jay Sekulow is with us. You've got some big news you're developing and breaking today also. Yeah. So there's, you know, the president got uh, some heat yesterday in the New York Times with no great shock there uh, regarding conversations and contacts that he had with foreign countries requesting assistance to the attorney general Barr and the issue dealing with, in fact, the whole aspect of having cooperation for the Durham investigation as if that was a problem. And they made it sound like there was some kind of problem with this. And here's what I think is important for everyone to understand. First, what was absolutely appropriate, and that's, I think, very, very important. But there's also treaty obligations that we have with various governments, and they have treaty obligations to us. For instance, right now, there's a treaty with Ukraine on mutual legal assistance in criminal matters. There is, since Australia was in the news yesterday, treaty with Australia on mutual assistance in criminal matters. And it says this treaty between the government of the United States of America and the government of Australia, Australia on mutual assistance in criminal matters signed in Washington, April 30th, 1997. The other one regarding Ukraine says treaty between the United States of America and Ukraine on mutual legal assistance in criminal matters with uh, annex signed at Kiev on July 22nd, 1998. So here's what you have. Not only do we have a situation where the president was well within his rights, but obligations exist by these various governments to provide this information. This is what's going on right now, Sean, is the criminalization of the execution of the United States Constitution. They are criminalizing the execution 
of the United States Constitution. That is what is being played out right now for the American people. You see, I've seen that very agreement. I've discussed that very agreement. And constitutionally, we've got an issue, too, because the president constitutionally is is promising, swears to, by oath, uh, faithfully execute the the laws of this land. And what happened in 2016, now everybody seemed to be upset about election interference when it was Donald Trump in Russia. Um, They seemed to be upset that Don Jr. may have taken a meeting with a woman that was going to provide them some information, which wouldn't have been illegal anyway. But we know what a big deal that became. And it wasn't what it was. It was telegraphed to be. It was about the Magnitsky Act. And the next thing that we see is if, you know, let's do the if it was Don Jr. test. We have the whole issue with Hunter Biden. So my question question here is, okay, did the president have a duty and obligation, both constitutionally and through this cooperation for prosecuting crimes to examine this? And the answer to that, of course, is yes. But also the countries have an obligation to assist. So what the president was asking them to do was simply fulfill their treaty obligations as they already exist. These were treaties that have been in place for well over 20 years, uh, signed during the presidency of President Clinton. And I think it's very good to have these. And and this is the other point I made last night when I was with you on on television. This idea that Rudy Giuliani was off doing something, you know, with the Ukraine and who, what was this involving? He was defending his client, happens to be my client as well, the president of the United States. But if you look at it strictly from a constitutional lens, the fact of the matter is the president had the obligation to determine what happened here. The attorney general is executing that. That's the execute, faithfully execute the laws. And as I said, we have treaty obligations that mandate on these governments to provide that information. So what the president was asking for is actually authorized and is in fact an obligation on these other countries. And it makes perfect sense. But what is going on right now, again, is the criminalization of the the execution of the U.S. Constitution. They are actually criminalizing it as the basis of an indictment, if you will, or an impeachment. You can call it whatever you want. It's not an indictment, though, from any legal sense. I mean, they're trying you, you saw some of these commentators yesterday. Oh, this is going to raise serious criminal issues for all these people. That's nonsense. This is a political process. But criminalizing the execution of the U.S. Constitution, that to me is real. That's where this focus will be. Of course, it should be. It will not be. I mean, right now, you understand, Sean, as the president's counsel, I am not authorized under the existing ju- judiciary uh, committee's rules to question the witnesses. You know, I'm watching all of this. I can't, on, and, and by the way, and the, and the minority party cannot subpoena witnesses, which was different than under Clinton. I, I've got to ask you the big question here, and that is that, OK, you see the double standard. If Hunter Biden was Don Jr., you and I both know the media frenzy would be. You know, it would be a very different environment today. But the media say, oh, no, no, that has yet to be proven. Well, it's kind of been proven because we have the father on tape bragging about leveraging our tax dollars to fire the prosecutor investigating his son. Oh, but I never talked to my son about business after Obama uh, with Ukraine after Obama put me in charge of Ukraine. Well, they're all playing golf together. Sorry, that doesn't hold up either. Then we have the January 11th Politico article where Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. And that article goes into deep detail about how a Ukrainian American operative consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in an effort to expose ties between Trump, Manafort and Russia. 
And the Ukrainian efforts, quote, had an impact in the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation, advancing the narrative that the Trump campaign was connected to Ukraine's foe to the east. One last point, and I want you to comment. Now we have the Wall Street Journal and and they have reprinted about Grassley's letter. Uh, We know that they have now sent another one and. July 20th, 2017, highlighting the, quote, brazen efforts by the DNC and Hillary Clinton to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on candidate Trump to undermine his campaign. So election interference with a dirty dossier. Nobody reports it. Uh, Don Jr. meets with somebody. The meeting becomes nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing happens. You got Joe Biden intervening on his son's behalf. And now we have a real real effort of collusion to let a foreign country impact our elections and nobody seems to care. Well, that, but yeah, but that's exactly how it's, but what you said is exactly correct. And that's exactly how they're trying to have it play out. And they're also, what they're doing is they're, they're gerrymandering, so to speak, the process They're they're, they're putting, changing the dis- jurisdictional boundaries on this so that basically that the president's in a situation where his lawyers are, where, where, like, what was it? The famous uh, line where, you know, say, I think it was Brendan Sullivan, you know, I'm not a potted plant. What are we going to sit there and look while they're in, we don't the idea that we can't question the witnesses is absurd. And by the way, who are those witnesses when it goes over to the House? But it goes over to the Senate. It's the congressman. So I'd like to ask him a couple of questions. So the question here is, OK, well, I, I, don't, I guess we just have to live with the fact that our media is corrupt, that our media only cares about bludgeoning Trump and they don't care about rigged uh, primaries with Bernie or rigged investigations on Hillary or dirty Russian propaganda and disinformation being used to secure FISA warrants or even, you know, there's a reason we have cooperation agreements, as I understand it, with Australia, Great Britain and Italy isn't part of the origins of the Russian probe dealing with whether or not intelligence gathering that was outsourced to friendly countries for the purpose of circumventing American laws. Yeah, well, then that that gets, you know, short shrift. But here's what's happening. A very bright spotlight is being shown uh, 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 spotlighted basically on you got a spotlight pointing directly now on deep state operatives inside the intelligence agencies. That's happening. And that's why all of these leaks are taking place, because they know that what's happening with Durham and, and the attorney general through Durham as the investigator, as the U.S. attorney in charge with this is a real investigation. And it's going to put a spotlight on what they were doing. And there they know darn well where this ends up. Are you hearing a lot from James Clapper? Nothing. How about Brennan? Nothing. No. How about, uh, how well, about James? no, Brennan is out there spewing his anti-Trump bile every day. Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, okay. What about James Comey? A little bit here and there. A little bit okay. here and there. Well, yeah. I mean, look, they know it's coming. They know it's coming. Now, look, I mean, the fact of the matter is you and I don't know what they, the government knows. I mean, we, we don't know that, but, the, but we've got to be clear of what this is. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is political theater. That's all this is. Is it political theater or is it an attempted coup, Jay? I mean, oh, a no, soft what, the, coup. what the what the intelligence community was doing was was clearly a coup to take out the president. I mean, that was what it was. I mean, they were they're, and they're still trying. So look what happened here. What what failed? So if you look at the process, first, it was Russia collusion. Nothing there. Then it was obstruction. Nothing there. And in fact, on the obstruction, they try kind of twice. They try it with the Mueller report. Nothing there. They bring up a couple of witnesses to Capitol Hill. Fiasco for them. So between Mueller and that, nothing there. Fiasco. Then it's 
quid pro quo. Whoops, the transcript's out, no quid pro quo. Then it's the transcript. Oh, except the transcript's perfectly legal. Then it's the cover-up, except the transcript is already out. I made the joke the other day. The next thing it's going to be is the president's motorcade was going 45 miles an hour in a 40 zone. I mean, this is, this is it's bordering on, it said it's the Politico, it is, in the, we're in the land of the absurd, that a, a one-minute reference maybe in that entire conversation involving my colleague Rudy Giuliani and the former vice president is the basis upon which an impeachment proceeding is going to go forward. Give me a break. All right, quick break. We'll come back. The counsel for the president, the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice, Jay Sekulow. Uh, we'll get more of his comment on the other side. As we continue with Jay Sekulow with the American Center for Law and Justice, counsel for the president. You know, I, I th- this is very, very vital and key that we the rule of law. Listen, if, if, if we're if if the American people allow this to happen, how many more times is this president going to have private conversations with world leaders leaked? How many more times are they just going to drop a bunch of options in a hat and, and pull out? Oh, OK, we'll impeach him on this thing. There is nothing in that transcript, Jay Sekulow, nothing that that warrants any investigation, never mind impeachment. But they're doing it anyway. And. We have the added bonus once again of Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They are guilty of the very thing that they're accusing Trump of. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. But I'll tell you what it's going to be, Sean. I think at the end of the day, this is very, very important for everybody to understand. At the end of the day, they lose. That's what happens here. They lose. What we have to do is fight it out in the trenches now, but they lose. It's just sad because what they have done, especially with the media, is they they have to suspend all common sense reason and intellectual honesty and there's no adherence to truth anymore jay they just you know basic simple fundamental pure unadulterated truth is not an option for them oh no of course not because the truth is not what they want to hear they want to they want to make things up they want to create something out of a conversation that doesn't exist and that's why adam schiff instead of reading the transcript makes a parody because if you just read the transcript you would say Exactly what Peter Strzok said. There's no there there. Do you think this was another part of the insurance policy? Uh, no question. This is this is the addendum. This is, <laughs> this the, is addendum. the addendum. The addendum being uh, if the event, the first policy, this is the I would call this the this is what's the policy you have in place when it's the, the general liability policy. You've got a specific uh, policy and then you have the kind of all purpose policy. They call it what is it, the umbrella policy. Yeah. This was the umbrella policy. How many more times is a president going to have his conversations with world leaders leaked at some point, Jay? No world leader will ever trust a phone call or be able to have an honest conversation without with a president. That's not good for national security or world security. But that's why they're criminalizing the execution of the U.S. Constitution. And that's exactly what they're doing. But that's what they want, isn't it? They want to stack the courts. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. But the American people aren't going to stand for it. And I think that the reality is that if if fair minded people that are not taking a political side on this would say what's happening here is completely unjust. All right. Jay Sekulow, counsel for the president, American Center for Law and Justice, chief counsel, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, The president took every opportunity to spread unsubstantiated claims and attack his political enemies. Biden and his son have denied all wrongdoing, and there is no evidence of any. And there's no evidence either Biden did anything wrong. But there's been no evidence of any wrongdoing. But there's there has been. He uncovered no no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden. Rudy Giuliani claims without proof. Unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, unfounded, unfounded accusations against Biden. Hunter Biden did not. 
not violate anything. And there's no evidence Biden did anything wrong. And the president say, talked about Joe Biden corruption. Of course, there's no evidence on the record that Joe Biden acted in a corrupt way at all. No evidence at all. The president's out there repeating it, and so is his attorney, Rudy Giuliani. No evidence whatsoever at all is the biggest lie that I've ever heard from this corrupt media mob that we have uh, in the country today. It is it, it, it now defines the modern radical extreme Democratic Party that you have to suspend all objective truth to buy into all of that. Now, we have the new images that are out today where you have Joe and Hunter Biden. Oh, let's see. Obama put him in charge of the Ukraine back in 2015. And uh, oh, what do we see? We see Joe Biden, his son, Hunter. They're golfing in the Hamptons uh, with this guy, Devin Archer. He's the other one that was getting the big monthly payout. Again, I don't know if he has any experience. Hunter Biden doesn't have any experience in this. And uh, yeah. And who are they? Oh, yeah. OK. They served on the board of Burisma Holdings, the natural gas company that was being investigated by the by the prosecutor that, in fact, got fired within the six hours after the vice president said, I'm not giving you the billion dollars unless you fire him. Anyway, so I never spoke to my son about his overseas business dealings, Biden said. And I know Trump deserves to be investigated, blah, blah, blah. But Hunter Biden had contradicted his own father, saying that in The New Yorker, that previously he and his father had only spoken once about his work in Ukraine. Okay, the photo we now have is taken in August of 2014. Contemporaneous news reports indicated the vice president at the Hamptons at the time. And yeah, it looks like, gosh, it's it's Burisma Holdings. How nice of them. And Devin Archer is there. Uh, but they never talked about this. OK, I don't believe that either. And we have this whole thing that nobody is talking about, which we discussed in the last hour. And that is Senator Grassley's 2017 letter highlighting the brazen efforts by the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton to use the government of Ukraine for their express purpose of finding negative information on then candidate Trump, which then was highlighted in the January 11, 2017 Politico article. Anyway, the person that is breaking more news on all of this and has been way ahead of the curve, John Solomon, investigative reporter, is uh, back with us. Uh, John, welcome back. And I have now you have discovered 400 plus documents, correct? That's right. Uh, I have tens of thousands, but 400 that are specific to the Burisma case. That's correct. Okay. I don't know why a vice president would ever ask for a Ukrainian prosecutor to be fired. And I'm not sure I believe anymore more that they never talk. He never talked to his son about Burisma Holdings while he's in charge. And, uh, you know, for people to say there's no evidence is just a, a, a I mean, if it was, if this was Donald Trump Jr., it would be a national scandal. That's exactly what Bill Maher said on his show last week, which is there seems to be a double standard in the media and in the uh, political sphere of Washington of trying to trist uh, twist truth one way when it's a Republican and another way when it's a Democrat. So let, let's go through some of the false narratives that are, that are out there. Katie Turr last Friday night stated emphatically that uh, I believe she had a Trump campaign person on at the time, and she stated emphatically, it is Russian propaganda to suggest that the Democratic National Committee or any of its employees tried to get the Ukraine embassy 
to intervene in the 2016 election. That is her word. She called it Russian propaganda. Now, Politico did a remarkable story in 2017 uh, with lots of documents and emails showing this effort by a woman named Alexandra Chalupa, a contractor for the DNC, uh, to try to get the uh, Ukraine embassy to dig up dirt on Trump and then release it in the, during the election. But at the time in 2017, the Ukrainian embassy would neither confirm nor deny the story. They stood silent. In April of this year, as you remember, uh, Sean, because we came on your show, the Ukraine embassy for the first time stated on the record, yes, Ms. Chalupa did ask us to assist a congressional investigation designed to embarrass uh, President Trump uh, about his Ukraine and Russia ties. And she also asked us to make the president of Ukraine available to an investigative journalist trying to dig up dirt on Trump. So for the first time, they confirmed on the record that a Democratic National Committee staffer did, in fact, uh, uh, try to solicit dirt on Donald Trump using the Ukrainian intelligence files or Ukrainian uh, resources, a foreign power. That's not Russian propaganda. That's an official statement of the Ukraine embassy, yet it's being portrayed entirely different by the news media. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Now, what else are you gleaning from these documents? Now that we have pictures that Joe Biden was with, the, you know, this Ukrainian uh, guy on the golf course, what did you think of that picture? Doesn't that kind of blow out of the water the lie that he didn't know anything about his son's business dealings with Ukraine? I think we're going to find out a lot more. Remember, I have this lawsuit pending at the State Department. The first production of documents is due in a few short weeks. There are documents, I've been told, emphatically, showing regular meetings. And when, regular when did contacts. you first ask for them? Because you were ahead of the curve on all this. Oh, I, I filed the FOIA request uh, uh, earlier this year, and uh, we went to court about two, three months ago. And uh, we're now in the phase of, of getting a schedule for production uh, of these documents. But there's going to be new documents coming out of the State Department. They will show us how often, how frequently Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and Burisma officials were in contact with the State Department, both here in Washington and in Ukraine. I am told from my sources inside the State Department and also inside Hunter Biden's legal team that there are likely to be records of Hunter Biden and Devin Archer meeting at the State Department. There are likely to be records of their legal team, the American legal team, uh, uh, having contacts with the U.S. Embassy as well as the Ukrainian government trying to make the criminal charges go away in the period just before and in the period just after Joe Biden got the prosecutor overseeing that investigation fired, Victor Shokin. And let's keep in mind, Victor Shokin has now submitted an affidavit, which we broke last week. This is an affidavit under penalty of perjury in European court. Victor Shokin says he was told when he was fired by President Poroshenko, it came because of President, Vice President Joe Biden's pressure and that Biden was upset that uh, Vice President, Cho, excuse me, Prosecutor General Shokin would not drop the Burisma investigation. That is his sworn testimony. Uh, so we, there is plenty of evidence. By, by the way, you're not. Well, now we have the sworn affidavit. You interviewed Shokin, yeah. Victor Shokin, as did, did ABC and as did The Washington Post. And Shokin is clear in every one of these interviews that when Biden demanded he be fired in six hours, he was told he was fired because of Biden. Now, under the threat of perjury, he has put forward the affidavit. That's right. And remember, he also said at the moment he was fired, he was making plans 
plans to interview Hunter Biden about these payments that he and Devin Archer had received as Americans serving on the board of Burisma. It doesn't mean they did anything wrong, but they were about to be questioned in the middle of the 2016 election by Ukrainian authorities. That would have created a political wave in Washington. You can imagine that. So we know those are facts that are now in evidence that need to be addressed. And now the question is, who in the State Department knew? What did the vice president know? And uh, there's a lot of people, and you, you played that sound clip, keep saying there's no evidence Joe Biden did anything wrong. I don't think that that's right. Well, let no, me we let me go know. to the because yeah. you have other documents and I have copies I of them and we're going to put them up on the screen tonight. For yeah. example, uh, you have a, a, a document from April 4th, 2016, a letter and clarification. And I'm answering on behalf of uh, Ambassador Pyatt. And I'd like to make clear, as has Ambassador Pyatt. But th- this, this whole issue now that we have from the Grassley letter that, in fact, highlighted, did the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign used the government of Ukraine for the purpose of finding negative information on Trump. In other words, the Ukrainians have admitted they were involved in election interference. Yes or no? Well, there, there are two parts of it, right? They're, they have admitted that the DNC asked them to intervene. They claim they didn't uh, respond or give that woman what she wanted, the DNC contractor. But separate of that, in Ukraine, there is an official court ruling. A Ukrainian court has ruled that the head of the NABU, which is the Ukrainian equivalent of the FBI, and a member of parliament named Sergei Leshenko, that they improperly publicly released evidence against Paul Manafort and Donald Trump designed to hurt Donald Trump and Paul Manafort during the election, and that their actions, which, by the way, they were told by prosecutors not to do, but they did it anyways, that their actions amounted to an illegal interference in the United States election, that by releasing the black ledger, the alleged dirt on Paul Manafort, which a lot of people question the authenticity of that ledger, it's unclear whether it's authentic or not, but uh, that they had intervened elections. So there's an official court ruling in Ukraine that Ukraine officials did, in fact, intervene in the election. Now, why is Sergei Lyshenko important? Sergei Lyshenko is a parliamentary member, former journalist, activist, was not a big fan of President Trump during the 2016 election. But in addition to his role, his role in, in putting out the Black Ledger and, and, uh, and, and spreading these rumors about Manafort that forced him to resign from the Trump campaign, we know Nellie Orr, the wife of Bruce Orr, a contractor at Fusion GPS working for the Hillary Clinton campaign to dig up dirt on Donald Trump testified to Congress, one of her sources of dirt on Paul Manafort was Sergei Lyshenko, the same Ukrainian lawmaker. How much no was investigated spe- to find out where this, where, what the connections are between these people. We need, that's why there needs to be a full investigation. Did the DNC have this contractor go into the Ukrainian embassy in Washington uh, to, for the purpose of digging up dirt? What we do know, uh, we don't know whether she was assigned to do so, right? We only know what she reported back. There is an email that WikiLeaks posted a year ago. It's from May of 2016. And it is clear that Chalupa is telling a senior Democratic National Committee official about her activities at the Ukraine embassy. Whether they directed her or not, they were aware of her activities because she sent an email telling them what she's up to. We posted that email when I broke this story last spring. There is a strong body of evidence that Chalupa was at the very least keeping DNC informed of her dirty trick efforts. And and perhaps uh, and there's an irrefutable record that the uh, Ukraine embassy said they received these requests and turned them down. These are on the record. There's not any doubt 
that the Ukraine embassy stands by its statements. All right, as we continue, investigative reporter John Solomon is with us, breaking more news as it relates to the real Ukrainian uh, conspiracy story. Now we go to Politico, and this is the piece I keep quoting. And the headline is Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. This is on January 11th, 2017, and it goes into great specificity about how a Ukrainian-American operative consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, Russia, on uh, and the Ukrainian efforts had a huge impact on the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation, advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the east, Russia, but were far le- less concerted or central, centrally directed than Russia's alleged, et cetera, et cetera. So in other words, apparently the very thing that the media was so outraged about Again, they were involved in. And wh- why doesn't the media that cared all about Russian interference but didn't care about the dirty Russian dossier, they, didn't, they don't care about Ukrainian efforts to impact our elections, number one, nor do they seem to care about the if Don, if Don Jr. made what Hunter Biden made in China and Ukraine, I think we'd have a different story today, don't you? Yeah, clearly. And I, and I think listen, the, the media is behaving now at the beginning of this Ukraine controversy the same way they acted for the large part of the Russian collusion story. They fanned the flames with hyperbole. They substituted supposition uh, masquerading as fact. And, and they gave us a bad story once. And there's a very strong possibility that the early narratives that the news media is feeding us today, most likely from Democratic investigators, is going to turn out wrong again. I, I've given you one example with Katie Turr, right? Katie Turr's claim is just flat out wrong. Here's another claim that, you know, when you look at the uh, at the overall picture, it's demonstrably false. Great job, John Solomon, the boomerang back. The very thing they accused Trump of, they themselves are guilty of. Uh, John Solomon will join us on Hannity tonight. Jay Sekulow also on Hannity tonight. We're blowing it wide open again. And the media's lied to you again. They've advanced another conspiracy theory and their zealous, you know, uh, zeal to kill Donald Trump's presidency and overturn a duly elected president. They can't help themselves apparently anymore. Uh, all right. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we'll have more coming up at the top of the hour. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. The president took every opportunity to spread unsubstantiated claims and attack his political enemies. Trump is referring to unfounded allegations that as vice president, Biden tried to protect his son by stopping an investigation into the Ukrainian company that his son worked for. Biden and his son have denied all wrongdoing and there is no evidence of any. And there's no evidence either Biden did anything wrong. But there's been no evidence of any wrongdoing. But there's there has been he uncovered no, no evidence, evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden. Rudy Giuliani claims without proof, unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated, unfounded, unfounded accusations against Biden. Hunter Biden did not violate anything. And there's no evidence Biden did anything wrong. And the president say talked about Joe Biden corruption. Of course, there's no evidence on the record that Joe Biden acted in a corrupt way at all. No evidence at all. The president's out there repeating it. And so is his attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Now the Biden campaign has a new.
new dynamic, which is they're not only dealing with impeachment, but they're dealing with this new line of attack regarding his son, which, of course, has been disproven, um, disproven repeatedly. repeatedly, but it's still going to be something that all the Republicans talk about. And they're in the Biden campaign will constantly have to figure out, is it worth going down well, that rabbit hole and, 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 and pushing back every time? Or is it worth just moving on and saying these facts have been disproven? But how, how do you do that if, if you are if you have facts on your side, mm-hmm. if, if the story has been disproven time and time again, but you still have a bunch of, you know, wackos out there who yeah. believe this nonsense. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you convince people that the sky is, in fact, blue? You know, it is amazing times. I actually talked the other day about invasion of the body snatchers. Anyway, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. And it's like. They look like they're normal human beings. And, you know, you talk to them about the weather. I guess they'll sound like normal human beings, but something's happened because to be a modern liberal, democratic, socialist extremist, you have to suspend all adherence to truth and reality and ignore your just rank hypocrisy to the point where. What they're saying there, it's been disproven. It's a you know, totally debunk. It is not been disproven. Actually, the facts that we now know couldn't be any more clear. We now have, oh, we have a picture of sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe, 30330, playing golf with Hunter and this other guy, Devin Archer. He also got the same amount of money from Burisma Holdings as, as Hunter got every month. And And Joe Biden said that they didn't I didn't know anything about all this. I had no idea. Well, it just so happens that the guy in the picture, according to reports, happens to be who? Oh, that would be a guy in Burisma Holdings from Ukraine. And this would be in the summer because it's in the Hamptons. This would be in the, the summer after the early part of the year when Joe Biden was, well, then handed Ukraine and. Then his son started doing the deal with Burisma Holdings, and that's when he started getting all these big checks. Ends up being millions of dollars, him and Devin Archer, uh, part of this uh, group that they formed. And and lo and behold, you know, it's the same Joe Biden who down the road sees that Burisma Holdings is being investigated by this prosecutor, Shokin, who's now on record with a sworn affidavit saying that, yeah, I got fired because of Biden. They fired him in that six hour window because of Biden, because he was looking at corruption as it relates to Burisma Holdings and Hunter Biden and was on the verge of bringing Hunter Biden in to interview him. So, oh, that wouldn't be a quid pro quo. Then you've got the whole other issue where, okay, following the real corruption that the media won't talk about, you've got Senator Grassley. He wrote a letter July 20th, 2017 to uh, his uh, to the let's see, oh, Democratic National Con- uh, Committee and Hillary Clinton's campaign. Apparently, were using the government of Ukraine to ex- for the express purpose of doing what I thought everybody in the media cared about, finding collusion. They were finding negative information on then candidate Trump to undermine his campaign. And that was all chronicled in the. January 11, 2017 Politico article. Yeah, where the Ukrainians were meeting with the DNC representative for the purpose of digging up dirt, colluding with Ukraine to dig up dirt and then releasing the dirt to impact the 2016 elections. Whoopsie daisy. Another boomerang. It's and but your corrupt media 
defying any sense of adherence to any real reality we live in or any truth. You have to suspend any willingness to see truth to, to say the insane things you just heard. Anyway, Kaylee McEnany is back with us. Great to have her. And she's the national press secretary, Trump 2020. Our good friend, Jeff Lord, author of Swamp Wars, Donald Trump, the new American populism versus the old order. I think a lot of this, Jeff, is rooted in the fact that Donald Trump is really, really upset the apple cart in Washington, D.C., and they can't handle that the deep state swamp and sewer is being exposed and he's successful and they want to take him out because if they don't take him out, he's going to they can't beat him at the ballot box. You're absolutely right, Sean. To borrow from uh, the late unlamented Saddam Hussein, this is the mother of all swamp wars. Um, They are going to come at the president with everything they have. And it is just astonishing to me to see the New York Times and the Washington Post basically leading, in the media at least, leading a cover-up and going after William Barr for doing his job and finding out what really happened here and getting cooperation from foreign governments if there was someone from their country that involved in all of this. I mean, this is, a, this is serious business, and they're all out there saying all kinds of things about you and others who are defending the president, and they are totally... Wait a minute. Totally I, did, I, I, don't, I don't read that crap. What did they say today? Well, you know that you are not telling the truth. That you're uh, oh no, a we're, we actually and all this kind. Yeah, of we're stuff. the ones I mean, that got the story right for the last three years. Well, that's right. That's they're the exactly liars. Right. I mean, I, I have a column coming out tomorrow, and I'm referring to John Solomon, who, God bless him, has done all this work and been on both your TV and radio shows, and here he is with written uh, responses from the Ukrainian. Uh, prosecutor who was fired, in which he says directly to John Solomon that yes, in fact, he was had he had specific plans, quote unquote, to investigate the members of the executive board of Burisma, including Hunter Biden. That's not fiction. That's fact. This cashing out. Well, first, let's deal with the Grassley letter, uh, Kaylee McEnany. And yeah, they want to know about these efforts. The Politico, as I said, they they were in a pickle because they did impact the elections. They did work on Hillary's behalf. And apparently a DNC uh, operative was uh, at the heart of all of it. So the very thing, once again, they accused Donald Trump of they're guilty of. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, it went all the way back to January of 2016, where we know the Obama administration uh, asked to look into uh, the dealings of people in the Trump campaign and for the Ukrainians to come out and, and leak information against Paul Manafort to get him fired. And the DNC are exactly right at the heart of this. Someone at the DNC designated uh, to try to get Ukrainian president to put out a statement condemning people on the Trump campaign. I mean, this was meddling like you've never seen. You want to talk about election interference. This was going on. And as you pointed out, it was reported by Politico in 2017. But now the mainstream media, no interest in truth, no interest in their own reporting, just wants to sweep that Politico story under the rug and act as if we're all conspiracy theorists. But we're not. We have the facts on our side and the American people recognize that. How is it that the media keeps saying over and over again that what happened in Ukraine? Now, here he's got his son. He gets put in charge of Ukraine by Obama 2014. Lo and behold, Burisma Holdings starts paying these massive amounts of money to Hunter Biden and his partner. Uh, this this guy, what's his name? Devin uh, Archer. And they're paying this this fortune to them. 
but they don't have any. Well, maybe Art Devin does. I know Hunter Biden, no experience with Ukraine, no experience in gas, oil, energy whatsoever. So then the big question is, well, why were why were they doing it? And then when the prosecutor Shokin is investigating them in Ukraine, uh, doesn't that then show a real reason why Joe Biden would leverage a hundred a billion taxpayer dollars so that they fire the prosecutor that's looking into corruption with his son? And now we have a golfing picture of this guy at Burisma Holdings with Devin Archer, Hunter and crazy Uncle Joe when he's president. Sean, I mean, I've been, I'm not really a golfer, but I've certainly been around it with family members, and you are a golfer. You know, and well, I know. Well, wait, but that, that, that's actually, those that are listening that may have played with me, that is up for dispute and debate. <laughs> because but the one thing we all I, know. I, I don't have the time, Jeff, but go ahead. Out there on a golf course, yeah. they talk. What do they talk about? If they're in business, they talk about business and politics, et cetera. The notion that these four people were out there and had absolutely no discussion of what was going on with two of the people in the group is not believable. The idea now that we know, listen, the media is doing us a favor. The mob again is doing us a favor because now they've drawn attention to Hillary, the DNC and Ukrainian influence in the 2016 election. Now, Kaylee, they they cared about it when it was Donald Trump and and Trump Russia collusion, even though that was disproven four times. But they didn't care about Hillary's dirty Russian dossier or as The New York Times finally concluded two and a half years too late, likely Russian disinformation from the get go that was also used to spy on the campaign transition team and presidency. Uh, and it was all false. Separate issue. Well, we're dealing with those. But now. Uh, I think they've opened up a door that we get to see what Biden did and what Hillary did. And now maybe they'll be held accountable as they should have been from the get go. That's right. And we're just at the beginning of seeing the wrongdoing of Joe Biden, because you mentioned that affidavit uh, that exists that basically is from that prosecutor who was fired saying, look, I, I was fired because I was looking into to Joe Biden's son. But there's also a second affidavit uh, from a company that was representing Hunter Biden. And that company says we intentionally leaked information uh, to the world community to, to paint this prosecutor as corrupt. So it was essentially a pretext to fire the prosecutor when the real motive uh, was Joe Biden wanting to make sure his son was in the clear. I mean, we are just at the beginning of this. And you're exactly right that by going down this impeachment road, we're finally paying some attention to Joe Biden, his son, uh, and the Ukrainian corruption that was at the heart of it all. So we're going to get a lot more information. This is really bad news for Joe Biden. I think it's bad news for Hillary, too, because it looks like that the issue of her rigged investigation into this email server, that's back alive and well also. And nobody thought that was going to be back in the news. Notice, Sean, that in the last day or so, Hillary Clinton was on television uh, urging Democrats to perhaps pull back a little bit on impeachment. And I suspect the reason is that she knows if they go full bore on this, she's going to have a problem. Well, we already know she has a bunch of problems. And and by the way, I, I think in the end they're willing to throw Joe Biden overboard because they really believe that Joe Biden uh, isn't up for the, the task of taking on on Donald Trump. Last word, Mick Haley. Yeah, I know that that's exactly what they're doing. In fact, CNN last night had a glowing profile 
of Elizabeth Warren uh, and her husband and their dog, Bailey, and they're walking through the woods holding hands, painting them as this beautiful, likable couple. They've moved on from Joe Biden. Now they're trying to elevate Elizabeth Warren. That's very clear. All right. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Kaylee, thank you. Jeff Lord, thank you. All right. Let's get to um, a lot of information today. I have now got I got up early this morning. I have the timeline written out. I've got the three big issues we've been talking about all day done. And we're going to go through this chapter and verse. Uh, Mike in New Jersey. We'll go to you, Mike. AM 710 WOR. What's going on, sir? Yes. My question is about uh, taking back the House of Representatives. With all these representatives quitting again, it it gives the the Democrats a... uh, an upper hand. Well, I mean, in a sense, yeah, but in another sense, no, they're doing us a huge favor here because what they're now doing is exposing. Yeah, there really was interference from a foreign country by the DNC in the Hillary Clinton camp. And it was with Ukraine. Where is the intensity and desire to get to the truth of that? They don't care. But now I don't know if they're, you know, they don't really have a choice anymore. And I think that the attorney general, and I think John Durham, they're digging down deep into, let's see, election interference, FISA abuse, the origins of the witch hunt and the and Operation Crossfire Hurricane. And remember, you can't have uh, one of these investigations without it going through the president of the United States. That would be Barack Obama. Uh, I want we're also reopening the issue of the rigged investigation into Hillary. I'm just letting the process unfold. And I, I we've got to hope that truth prevails because the evidence is overwhelming. It's overwhelming about Biden. It's overwhelming about the DNC. It's overwhelming about Russia. It's overwhelming about Ukraine. So uh, at the end of the day, everything I think is going to be clear for the American people to see this. This intensity from the deep state is coming from their knowledge that they know this is bad for them. Yeah, but if we don't have the, the Republican uh, House that could put a stop to all this, you know, this, this stuff is going to keep going and going. Well, the th- this month. is what what did I say? This is why, you know, we, we have got to understand something here. All hands on deck. We got to win the election. We'll continue. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Amazing news day that we have here. Yeah, it turns out that, oh, uh, Senator Grassley and Ron Johnson and their letter, uh, you know, we're going to have to get to, you know, the bottom line to the attorney general following up on their request, which highlights what are brazen efforts by the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton and their campaign to use the government of Ukraine for the express purpose of finding negative information on Donald Trump and to impact and affect as a foreign nation, this country's electoral system. The very thing that they said that was so bad about Trump-Russia collusion. So we've got that going on. Then we have the evidence to back it up, of all places, the Politico. Hardly a liberal, hardly a conservative publication. And Kenneth Vogel and David Stern's piece of January 11, 2017, how the Ukrainians pretty much realized after Trump won that they blew it. And they were scrambling to make amends with the president-elect Trump after quietly working to boost Hillary. And we've gone over that in great specificity and great detail. And we've got, I think, is one of the more interesting side notes to this story. And that is that, oh, now we have pictures of 
This guy that is partners with Devin Archer, that's partners with uh, Hunter Biden. And then we have, oh, daddy's there, too. And it looks to be in the summer of 2014, maybe Sabonic, one of these, you know, nice golf courses out in the Hamptons in Long Island. And apparently there's one of the guys from Burisma Holdings. Now, Joe Biden was put in charge of Ukraine in 2014, gone through the timeline. I'm going to lay it out on TV again tonight, just so you understand. And there they are playing golf. But I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, pointing the finger at Trump. So we have that aspect of this. And the media, corrupt as ever. No evidence whatsoever. There's a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. Did Hunter Biden have any experience at all? Did Hunter Biden with Ukraine? No. Any experience in the gas industry? No. Any experience in the energy field? No. Okay, then why is he getting paid millions of dollars by Burisma Holdings? You know, you go to the uh, NRO piece, which I will refer back to, you know, you've got uh, Politico pointing out there that, you know, when this fund was started, Hunter Biden and his uncle, James Biden, that would be sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe30330's brother, they purchased a hedge company called uh, Paradigm Global Advisors. And according to a executive quoted in Politico in August, James Biden declared to employees on his first day, don't worry about investors. We've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. That time, Joe Biden is months away from becoming chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And it goes even further over the years with the fund. And according to the executive that they quote in this article, James uh, Biden made it clear that he viewed the fund as a way to make money from rich foreigners who could not legally give money to his older brother or his campaign account. We got investors lined up in 747s filled with cash Ready to invest in this company, he said. Well, that sounds like they're selling influence. Whoopsie-daisy. Um, that's not working out well for their timeline. Anyway, let's get to some phone calls here. I know a lot of you have been um, really, really anxious to weigh in on this. We'll go quick through some of these calls. As we say hi to Rich is in Minnesota. Rich, hi. How are you? Glad you're with us. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Um, unfortunately, calling from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, I, re- I read the Star Honestly. Tribune today. I saw that piece about uh, absurd. Yeah, police union uh, apparently absurd. Well, Minneapolis police union president Bob Knoll said uh, news of a ban on officers wearing their uniforms to political event- events because Donald Trump is coming to the Target Center on October the tenth. Absurd. Yeah, pretty What's sick. Up? You know, we lost two officers yesterday. We yeah. lost one in New York City. Friendly yep. fire incident, which is just heartbreaking. You had a criminal fighting for a cop's gun, reaching for his gun. Those were his last words. He's reaching for it. He got hit with friendly fire. It's devastating. Then in Houston, similar story. And I then got, I got a, lot of, a lot of friends that uh, like you, I've got a lot of friends that are cops uh, in, in Minneapolis. And, you know, it, it, it's it's funny that, you know, these guys are all behind Trump. They're, they're all behind Trump. hundred percent. Well, but, I know that. But I, I got to be honest. Really? What if a, what if a, it's sort of like New York now? Do you know, it's if I say illegal uh, alien, which is, by the way, the statutory legal language as it relates to illegal aliens. If I say it the wrong way, I can be fined $250,000 in New York City. By the way, I'm going to say it a lot. You know why? I dare them. 
Come to my studio, Comrade de Blasio, send the guys in or arrest me for saying the words illegal alien, because that is the statutory language of the U.S. federal government. And whether you realize it or not, comrade, that we have something called the First Amendment. You know, that's right. Whether you like my speech or don't like my speech. And that's the thing about this is, okay, pretty much every state and, and every law that's written says illegal alien. That's what it says. Enter the country illegally. And they're not citizens of this country. I don't know. I mean, are they kind of saying that it's insulting because you're comparing people to aliens like from Area 51 where Roswell Rachel Maddow does her lying show every night or conspiracy theory show? I don't know. South Carolina, Greg, next Sean Hannity show. What's going on? How you doing, Sean? I appreciate you taking my call, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on with you? Oh, I, I'm former military police and former civilian law enforcement. And it just breaks my heart that there's so much, the appearance of so much uh, probable cause to indict Comey, Hillary, and their clan. Uh, and, and nothing's being done. We hear it on your show every day. These things are coming out. These things are coming out. If it were you or me, we'd already been locked up awaiting trial. But I think the process is moving too slow. And if we could get the Republicans on board and, and you know, start filing these indictments, it would shut the DNC's impeachment process down. You know, I don't think anything's going to stop a psychosis, a madness, an illness, a disturbance, even, if you will. You know, I, look, I always would say that Donald Trump was elected to be an iconoclastic disruptor. And as he disrupts the swamp, the swamp is fighting back. And the most powerful part of the swamp is clearly those that have the most powerful tools of intelligence. Where else are these leaks, which are unprecedented, where are they coming from? That, they, that would prevent a president from, have, from fulfilling his constitutional duty as commander in chief to have a free, fair, open conversation with a head of state. How many more times are we going to leak the conversations of the president of the United States with anybody? That ought to be his business and his alone. Dale is in Chicago. Dale, how are you? Glad you call. What's going on? Doing great. Thanks for taking my call and uh, love the show and the truth that you spill out into the world. So it's awesome. Um, so my call is about the tape, uh, the, the tape of, of Biden interviewing with the Council on Foreign Affairs and something he said that caught my attention. First of all, that tape is, you know, to me, you, you watch that, you hear his own words and we, we know what happened. Um, but in that in that interview, he says he's got six hours or he's not releasing the money, fire the prosecutor, etc. And they said, wait a minute, you're not the president. His next w words are, call the White House. That's right. If you don't believe me, call the White House. So he, right there, he implicates President Obama or, or at least the White House in some indirect or direct fashion. So it, since we live in a world of transcripts and tapes and, and notes from calls, wouldn't there be a record if they did indeed call the White House to determine whether or not that those, those funds got held up? Might be. You think it might be? Yeah, exactly. Listen, anybody that hears that call and says, especially based on the facts as we know them, that that is not a shakedown with taxpayer dollars for the corrupt purpose of firing the guy that was investigating the son of a vice president who was being paid for one reason only, apparently because of his father's last name. 
What you should That's do. It. What, what you, sh- you should do. What would New York do? Go ahead. So this is what I would do. Okay. I would have Lawrence Jones. Lawrence your Jones. Your man on the street. Correspondent of the Sean Hannity Show 2020 campaign. Fantastic. Investigative reporter. There you go. I like all these titles. Give them away. I can't wait for my titles. What's my title? Uh, hustler in chief. Yeah. No, I, now that I write a hustler. The, huh? By the way, it... it by the way, hustlers, the lawnmower, in case you, some of you out yeah, there. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter, all you terrible people. Well, Ethan started roaring in the back behind your back. You were chuckling pretty hard, too, there. So because, I, because I'm looking at oh, him Oh, it's laughing. his fault? Okay, what happened to personal responsibility? Look at, look at how red that You're face is You're not a capitalist anymore if you not have hey, personal Hey, I'm Irish just like you. Exactly. So anyways. Anyways. I think a- that anywho, our 22-2020 national Hannity correspondent name person Lawrence Jones should go out on the street and he should attribute this Joe Biden comment to our president. Ethan and I were talking about this the other day. I was thinking about it from the Howard Stern and OA thing that we did where we attributed everything that McCain was doing to Obama and people loved it. I love this idea. Why don't you send it over to TV? I should send it over to TV and send it if on my I behalf. Use somebody on TV to do that. Oh I don't know. I don't know anybody on TV. I know. I got to look around. What are you looking for? Um, what do you so this is this is a daily occurrence with Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity has about nine thousand papers on his desk. Correct. And then he says to me, You never gave it to me. I can't find it. I'm like, is it in the circular file that you threw out when I handed it to you? Usually is, which is why we make six copies of everything we give Sean Hannity. And he can't find it. Right now he's checked every single pile, his briefcase, <laughs> All right, his, can we his move trash on? bag. I'm going to Kathy is in Pennsylvania. Oh, Kathy, poor Kathy. What's up, Kathy? How are you? Hi, Sean. Hey, um, reason for my call. I love the fact that you keep pushing that it's projection and diversion. And I love the fact that my president, Donald J. Trump, just keeps on doing what he's doing. The only thing is, whatever happened to the information about the slush fund? I wanted that information before I voted in 2018. Which slush fund are you talking about? The sex scandal slush fund in Congress. Oh, oh, yeah. No, you no, know no. what? Can well, I jump in on this? By the way, what she's talking about is payouts by congressmen and women, I guess. I don't know who uh, using taxpayer dollars to pay off settlements. So which Kathy, one? Ka- Congresswoman Kathy Spire had this and she came out with this and she talked about it and she was the one. Does he have it? No. Okay, he doesn't have it. And she was the one who came out and she made a stink about this, wanted to expose everything. And now all of a sudden she's all quiet about it. So she's got a list. She knows who's on the list, who got paid out for sexual harassment and all that crap. Oh, victory, America. Sean has found what he has been looking for. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Anywho, we can move on. But literally, Kathy Spire has this list and now has gone silent. So sorry, your name's Kathy, too, from Pennsylvania. But not that Kathy. No, but I mean, here's the thing. Look. Sometimes people do it to get rid of nuisance lawsuits. Okay, fine. But if you want to get rid of it, use your own money. If you exactly. otherwise, you lose anonymity. Well, don't do it. Well, sometimes people make false. Tr- you know, look. You, you, for example, you go to your lawyer. Your lawyer says, "Well, it's going to be three hundred thousand dollars if you litigate it, or fifty thousand to make it go away." That's it. Happens all the time. I feel you Definitely. loud and clear. It's, it's but horrible. But all I'm saying, if Congressman so and so was accused by 38 women, don't staffers, use our money, or don't else use we, my money we get to know about it to cover up your bad habits and all the terrible things you did to these people. We should know, right? Exactly. And let and you know what, Republican or Democrat, let the chips fall where they may. Let the people decide if they did the right thing. Here, here, Kathy. exactly. No, or pay it out of your own pocket. 
You want privacy? Pay it out of your own pocket. Don't make me well pay. Said, if, you, boss. if it's our money, we have a right to know. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's go to Rosa, New York. How you doing, Rosa? Say hi to Linda. She's also hi, on the Rosa. line. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. So my question is, is when is um, the Republicans going to step up to the plate? We hear about people testifying in the House. When are they going to testify in the Senate? When is Lizzie Graham going to do something about this? Like, this is getting ridiculous. Well, we are going on offense. You can see with the Grassley memo that I, I mentioned uh, that went to Attorney General Barr. We're going to have a, a flood of information coming between the IG and the Inspector General report as it relates to FISA abuse. Then after that, we have other issues that will be following, including, well, why, why, have, why has John Durham and the Attorney General been spending time in Europe? And why was it important for the president to remind Australia that they need to cooperate because they're looking into the origins of this Russia witch hunt? And what we're going to find is it was very likely that intelligence, top intelligence officials outsourced illegal spying on Americans for the purpose, for the purpose of circumventing American laws. That's going to wrap things up. All right. Tonight, Hannity, Solomon's breaking news, new developments as it relates to, yes, the hypocrisy. We lay out how corrupt the media is, what a duplicitous double standard there is on election interference. We'll tell you about the DNC and Hillary's interference. Jay Sekulow, the attorney for the president. Also, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows, Devin Nunes, and much more. Tonight, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News. See you then. Thank you, as always, for being with us back here tomorrow.